0: Hey guys, you're listening to SoundScrub, a place where I get to dissect the writing, production, and recording process of a song with the artist and producer. I am your host, Lisa
1: Danae. Uh Hi, my name is Tommy Newport, and um, I am a musician, singer, songwriter, um, originally born in the UK and uh, living in the States now.
2: What's up, guys? It's me. My name's Ford Pyramid. I'm a producer, engineer, manager, and uh, yeah, I'm from Canada, originally Toronto, living in LA and, you know, chilling out.
0: All right. In today's episode of Sound Scrub, we are going to be talking about Yellow Lines by Tommy Newport. Let's start with the lyrics of this song. What is the song about and what inspired you to write it?
1: Uh, so, this, the lyrics behind the song are fairly simple. I didn't, I don't usually try to come like with complex poetry and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, this one has a little bit of a metaphor to, you know, just um, staying, you know, uh, uh, beside the yellow line. Um, I think I was reflecting a little bit on our first tour in the US, mm-hmm. just a lot of that time was spent, you know, on, on the highways and driving, you know, 10 hours a day. And um, I just thought of it as a good analogy to life. And just like, you know, when you're tired, or, you you know, you got somewhere to be, you just have to stay on top of it. And you have to make sure that you you know, you're not, you know, dozing off behind the wheel, I guess, is what the metaphor is to, to, uh, you know, hover across that yellow line is, is, Dangerous territory. Uh and in life, uh, the same goes. The song itself was sort of inspired by there's an Abbott Brothers tune called um Beside the Yellow Line. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: I really love that song. I don't know if the metaphor is the same there, but it was just more of a think for them touring and yeah being on the road. I think the yellow line becomes your friend and you know, it kind of keeps you grounded. So that was sort of the inspiration behind the title and the lyrics and everything. But as far as sonically, there was definitely more inspirations that we can get into.
0: Yeah. Did you come up with like the lyrical concept first or did the guitars come in and that inspired you to write about that subject?
1: Yeah. Usually that is how it goes. Okay. I'm not really great at sitting down without any, um, instrumentation and writing lyrics Mm. feel as though some people are are better you know sitting down and writing poetry or just writing lyrics they may have like a little book or something that they write in but right right. I find myself often you know we'll have the the instrumental and then my brain just starts flooding in with like things that I want to talk about and it's usually subconscious just rambling none of it makes too much sense and mm-hmm. then we kind of dial dial it in from there and figure out you know what I'm trying to say you know subconsciously
0: and when did you bring in Forth for this project was that something that you guys actually started together
1: so I've been working with fourth since the beginning of um you know Tommy Newport and my career mm-hmm. um and it's been the same since you know the first album and the first single. You know, in this catalog, we've um, it was kind of just a product of our environment of being of being an a, a indie and having no backing. And honestly, at the very start, had you know I had no money, right? Um, and so we worked with our environment. And he's very talented in production and engineering, and that was what I was lacking in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was just a a puzzle piece fitting together. So, you know, where I was lacking, he came in and on top of being my manager and having faith in, you know, me as an artist and managing me, he also took on the role of uh, production and engineering and, you know, mixing and mastering. So and we haven't diverted from that, you know. So when it came to this song, it was just another day.
0: Right. Right. Well, fourth, are you the one that was in charge of these beautiful, like, psychedelic guitars that's going on? No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I wish.
2: Honestly, um, like, especially the guitar stuff, I leave that to Tommy. Like, that's definitely his realm. You know, I think producer, that, that title in general, you know, you can wear so many different hats. And I think mm-hmm. with Tommy less is more you know i think my background personally is like hip-hop and r&b production mainly so Mm -hmm. tommy definitely has elements of that but it's not that and you know like for example if i'm in a studio with a rapper you gotta do everything you gotta make the beat the melody the drum the bass you know so and and um with tommy it's not really like that tommy has a lot of ideas tommy's able to get really good song structures and arrangements going you know um obviously he's a powerhouse on the guitars he's the kind of guy though that like you throw him in front of a keyboard if i'll be like you know what this is a cool sound he'll sit there and like come up with an amazing melody in like five seconds um so i think with tommy i took the approach of like you know enhancing as opposed to you know overproducing which a lot of people can do also and i think like that's part of like knowing um you know, the sound of the person you're working with and, and basically when to not, like, screw it up. Right.
0: I want to know how you guys got those guitar sounds. Was it um, just a lot of filtering on there or just a way that you were playing it?
1: Um, I've always been a big fan of uh, digital modeling for guitar pedals and guitar amps. Mm-hmm. It saves me a lot of money. So yeah, that started as the song writing process started out with me on guitar and, um, I was flicking through some different amplitude settings and there's some really crazy ones and there's some really nice clean ones. And I just grabbed the nice clean setting and I was, uh, threw on a phaser, which always, you know, makes the guitars turn, you know, dreamy. And, um, yeah. I started playing around with the phasing and the distortion and, basically what you know any guitars would do with real pedals and a real amp i just started messing around with it and i think like if you listen to the uh, the demo cut of this track those guitars were all over the place so um it was it was just like a something that i liked it was just big and phasey and mm-hmm. distorted and um, definitely took on a new life uh, when we sat down together and started to figure out how to contain it and make it make more sense so uh, I think he fourth did a really good job of capturing my original recording and making it fit better in the box and uh, it they just ended up sounding so sweet you know after all of the mixing and mastering.
2: I don't really remember what I ran, to be honest. I mean, like that, I definitely like I'll end up with effects, especially there'll be like seven or eight different things done really subtly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that the guitars were actually like that was the challenging part of the song was to like, how do I make these crazy guitars? He said that are, you know, kind of all over the place, come in and just be simple enough for people to just really get into the groove. Cause the baseline is so groovy and stuff. So, I mean, there was definitely some effects, but I really feel like I didn't really do a lot of like too much craziness. It was more like just trying to give them like texture and feeling more than like, let's add a wah pedal and all this. And, Cause that was already all there.
1: Yeah. You just, you just kind of contained what I
2: couldn't help myself. <laughs> yeah. But it, you know, it worked out and it was uh, obviously yeah. it was a good one.
0: Well, you mentioned the groovy bassline. So, who came up with that?
2: And was uh, that, that was added after
0: common. too? Oh, okay. Wow.
1: Yeah. So, a lo- I mean, a lot of the catalog is live bass. Um, okay. With, you know, it, it just depends really on the on the the vibe that we're going for. But it usually starts out on the live bass, which I'll be, I'll always be doing. Um, and like our process is really like. I'll sit here on my own and over record the bass and the guitars and the drums and the vocals and, you know, the keys, whatever the song has Mm -hmm. involved in it, it, it'll be, I don't know, like a minute or something long and I get excited and I bounce it out and I send it to him. And um, that's, that's when we start collaborating and and really changing things and making it more polished. So yeah, the bass, the bass started here with me um and
2: yeah I pretty much I think I only like replayed some i replayed it on like 808s and sometimes I do that just to give it like that low end that you know mm-hmm. and I think a lot of rock records don't actually have that um but mm-hmm. I think it's kind of like you know it gives it an advantage because it gives you that especially if you're in a car or right. what you know you can really feel that so yeah on that one it was kind of swapping out Some of the sounds to make the 808 come out, and then just bringing like the live feeling out with like the stuff he actually played.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can definitely listen to this song as I'm driving down PCH. That's that's
2: that's the vibe. That's the vibe. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I feel like we've we've listened to a lot of demo cuts and said that same exact thing pch highway kind of just
2: we recorded that chorus in uh, in la so that was actually yeah so like we do do sessions together but that song he kept sending me ideas of choruses and i sort of just heard the way he was singing it but it was like impossible to explain it so we recorded (laughs) we recorded that yeah we recorded that in la so and a lot of the songs we've done have been made in la yeah
0: I love it, you guys. Did did you hit any roadblocks at all, Tommy, as you were piecing this together before you presented it?
1: This one, I think, I mean, we had roadblocks. I think with mixing it.
2: Yeah, I I oh, usually Tommy. hit I I usually hit multiple roadblocks per record, but you know that's part of it. You know, <laughs> um, it's just uh, I you know sometimes I'm a bit of a perfectionist with that stuff, so right. A lot of the roadblocks are sort of just like I know this could be better, even though people would be like this sounds great, you know. But that's just you know that's just sort of like. I think I've always been like that. Tommy will like sign off on a mix, like, and I'll be like, okay. And then I'll go back and like literally right. send him like five <laughs> new versions. And he's like, I yeah. thought this was done. And I'm like, it's not done.
1: It's not done. Yeah. Um, I think the roadblock definitely comes just trying to get that final mix sounding right. Right. Uh, right. Especially with this one, because it was like, you know, you only have so much room to Get out all of those sonic sounds that you want, and um, I'm not as you know I'm, I'm more naive to that kind of stuff because I don't mix and I don't master. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, yeah, oh, push it, push it to the limit, you know. <laughs> I want this, I want that, I want this, and uh, you got to find a middle ground. And that's it's not a roadblock, but it's it's um, you know sometimes you got to leave things behind, and sometimes yeah. you, you got to try new things. Sometimes you got to re-record things. And that's just the name of the game.
0: Well, it sounds like you two just have a great artist and producer dynamic as well, um, which I always love to hear on my show. It it sounds like Fourth really helps you, just like you said, like make everything more polished and kind of um, pushes you and just knows your sound really well, which is always kind of hard to find. Um so I think that's really cool. Sounds like you guys, yeah, just have a great dynamic together.
1: Yeah, it works out.
2: Thank you.
0: I wanna know what your favorite lyric line is. Hmm. I think
1: I think it's gotta be the chorus for me. I just um it's just got so much punch to it. Mm-hmm. Whereas like it's such a contrast from like our regular like I feel like a lot of the times we I'm always trying to go up high into a falsetto because I mm-hmm. just think I can hit that range a little bit easier. And um even in the demo version of the song, you know, I was singing those, you know, all you want is a little time and in a high falsetto and we had those more up in the front and the lows in the back. And that was another thing that, you know, we spent a week trying to figure out mm-hmm. which one, you know, they sound good, which one you know, are we doing too much here? And Fourth ended up just taking everything out and and uh and leaving the lows in a mix and it just sounded so sweet. So, you know, that chorus and those lyrics in the chorus, they just hit hard.
0: Fourth, do you have one?
2: Um, yeah, I mean I like the lyrics. Um I like the beginning. Um I, mm. I think it's like uh i don't want to misquote the lyric because uh i've heard the song a million times and i think the first line was um i bet your lover's got your heart up on a shelf um and you ain't got time for no one else and you know i always like a first line that just like sets the tone and i feel Mm -hmm. like you know that was just a good way to set it off and that always grabs me i mean i like the verses are pretty short, so I kind of like all of them. I bet this ticking clock is always on your mind. Um, you know, I just, I sort of like those analogies. And and I also like when lyrics are like well thought out, but not overly complicated. So yeah, I just, same. I, I kind of just like the way it sets the tone. Cause I feel like, especially the way people listen to music now, it's like, you know, if you like a song within like literally the first four lines and hearing the beat, you know, you kind of already mm-hmm. know, like, am I going to actually sit down with this thing? So right. You know, I mean, I think this song works because it's so short, too, you know, so I mean, I think that that's another kind of strength of it is like you get that taste, it kind of goes somewhere and then it kind of leaves you wanting more. And I think like, you know, I just feel like that that sort of beginning coming out the gate with that intensity is what locks people in. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, I may know the answer to this, but do you guys have a favorite or what is your favorite production element?
2: of this song yeah probably the guitars i mean they yeah. stand, they stand out the most even though i think right. it's the bass and the drums that honestly drive the record and it's like the right. catchy part i think the guitars are what make it stand out to me and grab you right away
1: yeah i agree with that
0: mm-hmm. well any other last interesting facts about the writing the production or recording process of the song that you guys want to share
2: um, I guess this song was made in like three cities. He did the demo in oh, Kansas wow. City. Oh, okay. um, I probably mixed a bunch of it in my studio in Toronto and then we recorded the chorus in LA. So, I mean, nice. a lot of the songs end up going through a lot of cities, but I think like that's also what gives, uh, gives us a bit of our own kind of vibe. It's like, we're mm-hmm. not just stuck in one location, you know? So yeah, the song is definitely, uh, it, you know, went around the world. Yeah.
0: Well, Tommy, can you tell everyone where they can download and stream Yellow Lines and where they can follow you on social media?
1: Yeah, you can uh, download and stream Yellow Lines on any major platform, iTunes, Spotify. Um, It's up on YouTube. There's a video that just came out with it. And you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Tommy Newport and Instagram at Tommy Newport. You know, and TikTok.
0: <laughs> oh, I've been yes. Love it. And fourth, do you have some socials that you want to share with everyone?
2: Yeah, it's pretty much across the board. At Fourth Pyramid, the number four, T-H-P-Y-R-A-M-I-D. And, yeah, that's that's where I'm at.
0: Yes. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on my show. I really appreciate your time and being open about the song. I really loved learning about your guys' process.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Lisa.
2: Yeah, thanks so much for having us. Appreciate it. I
1: bet you'll
0: You can listen to the full song on your favorite music platforms. Make sure to follow me, your host, Lisa Denae, on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest, and Twitter at Lisa Music. If you're enjoying the show and would like to support SoundScrub, please visit LisaDenay.com forward slash SoundScrub for more details. Thank you for listening.